everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super pumped to be with you today. I'm so pumped. I can't even be sitting down. I'm standing up right now. My booty is out of my chair, Ooh. and I am ready to go. Speaking of booty, we got the pee-pee-poo-poo Wyoming <laughs> University Cowboys coming in the Pro button. We will be previewing that game. We will also be previewing a lot more of week four of college football. We are going to have a dandy good time and our first Real official ad. Make sure you listen to that. Wow. Fast. Be fast. Anyway, before we get into the episode, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod, where you will find a lot of fun and interactive content, especially throughout the season. Uh, Go to our website at RoyalStrongAndTrue.com for the weekend watch guides. We'll explain a little bit more about that later. We are super pumped to share this episode with you, so let's get straight to it. Let's bool. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Don't forget that strike! Right. Let's back this ruler. Yeah! Ah! Ah! Yes! Let's go wild. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Welcome in, listeners, to yet another episode of The Best Podcast. The Best Podcast. Number one, baby. First things first, we've got some things to get out of the way. Okay. Ooh, why is that? Because, well, think of it as you're getting a microfiber cloth okay. to do some cleaning. Okay. You might call it housekeeping. Ooh, Ooh some housekeeping, huh? Okay. Let's talk about some stuff. Uh, first off, this this got announced just recently, and we feel like we really need to talk about this. We've talked extensively on this podcast about conference realignment and about the repercussions that it will have on the health of the sport at large. Mm-hmm. Now, we are in no way national media pundits that like know everything, but we <laughs> will say, frick Oklahoma. Frick them. Frick them. Frick the SEC. As you may know... Oklahoma is leaving the Big 12 to join the SEC, leaving Oklahoma State behind. They are also leaving Bedlam behind as they have just announced that the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State series will no longer be played. What in the actual heck? This is very bad news to say the least. I am very saddened by this. Uh, Almost as sad as I was last episode. (laughs) <laughs> about BYU. Which is saying a lot. <laughs> but rivalries are what make college football great. How is somebody not looking out for the sport? A lot of, like Justin said, the national pundits, uh, talking heads around the sport, are calling for a commissioner of sorts, or like a commissioner's body, to look out for the game itself, because everybody is looking out for their own self-interest, a.k.a. the SEC in Oklahoma, just doing whatever they want so they can get more money, more clicks, more viewers. We're going to lose all of that. We're going to lose the sport if we do not have somebody watching out for the sport and protecting what makes it so important and so fun to watch. And that's the rivalries. That is the best weekend of sports ever is rivalry weekend in college football. There's nothing like it. And it it's dying because all these money whores out there, these gold diggers are leaving, leaving these rivalries behind just to go get a paycheck from the SEC. 
Yeah, yet another casualty of realignment and greed. It's happened many times before. It looks like it will continue to happen, and college football will be going downhill in a way. I agree. How will they deal with it? Only time can tell. No, I completely agree. Like They're going to lose like half of the Oklahoma market because they're just not going to care about Oklahoma anymore playing in the SEC yeah. because it's no longer relevant to them. In and of itself, college football is not a national sport with lots of national viewership. Most of your, most of your viewership is regional. And if you throw that away, you're going to lose out on the entire rest of the nation. So uh, we're not going to dig super uh, deep into that, though. That's a topic for another episode. We could dedicate an entire episode to that. Uh, I, from what I understand, we have to talk about some, uh, some basketball schools. One, one thing before we move on. Uh, if you want more information on that, go listen to the Joel Klatt show. It's a podcast that Joel Klatt does. He has amazing thoughts on this. Uh, this week's Wednesday episode, he had a plan to fix non-conference scheduling and about how to fix college football. If you want more of that, go listen to his podcast. I could not recommend it more. It is amazing. He's got some great plans. Next, what do these schools have in common? Indiana, mm. Kansas, mm. UCLA, UNC, Kentucky, Duke, and Syracuse. Perennial members of the Sweet 16. <clears throat> yeah, college basketball blue bloods. Yep, blue bloods. The only correct answer this time of year is they're all 3-0 and in football. Excuse what? Me? Yep. Are you football? Me? All those basketball schools are undefeated in college football. That's wild. That is insane. Luckily, we do have a final four matchup this weekend, though, as Duke <laughs> and Kansas are gonna duke it out. <laughs> yeah. This is this is wild to me. Like basketball schools usually always suck. The only one that hasn't sucked lately has been Kentucky, and it's because they play a pancake non-con schedule every year. Yep. Mm-hmm. But all of these schools are now three and zero. And take some of them for example, right? Syracuse, they beat a Big Ten school in Purdue. Oh, yeah. Look at Kansas. They just beat, on the road, West Virginia and Houston yep. by double digits each one. It's not like these schools are getting lucky. They're beating big-time opponents. UNC beat App State, the best team in the nation. Right? This is wild. This is wild. It kind of messes with my head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I guess my mental shortcuts are these teams... And football. <laughs> so <laughs> when I see Duke Kansas start playing, I'm like, oh, cool, a good basketball game's coming up. Not so, folks. It's football. It is so weird. Does this mean their their basketball teams are going to suck this year? Ooh, let's hope so. Mm. Mm. Yeah, is a good football and good basketball program mutually exclusive? Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I guess we can only find out. That's actually that's. That's kind of crazy. Some big branch stuff right there. I mean, if you're following BYU's trend, Mm. last two years have been awesome for BYU football. Basketball team, not so much. Struggled. 2019, the basketball team was really good. We had 7-6 in football and lost in the Hawaii Bowl to Hawaii. (laughs) I don't know. I'm excited to see how it turns out. Do you you guys think any of these schools can actually make a push for, like, national relevance? Yes. Hmm. Ooh, okay. Which ones and why? The ACC sucks. Okay. So Syracuse okay. has a chance. Syracuse offense is absolutely phenomenal. Robert Anai has turned himself into an absolute like deep like n- nightmare for defensive coordinators. <laughs> like he doesn't run just like random quarterback draws on third and long anymore. He's like actually trying. So I mean, the next few games are up against Virginia, 
Dub. Revenge game. And Wagner. Dub. So they could Dude. start out 5-0. and Wagner. <laughs> then they get NC State, Clemson, and Notre Dame, and Pittsburgh, and Florida State. All back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Uh, That's going to be a hard stretch. But the ACC, anything can happen. I think Syracuse is going bowling this year, boys. Let's go. That would be fun. Um, I'm looking at Kansas. Okay. Ooh. Okay. They could start their next game. Well, that's basketball. Even Google. <laughs> Even Google messed it up. It's messing with us. <laughs> All right. So their next game is Duke. Obviously, yeah. that could that, be a win. That could yeah. be Iowa State. Mm. Could be a win. winnable. Win that one. Winnable. TCU could be a win. That's winnable. So that's six and zero. And then <laughs> let me tell you who they play. Oklahoma, Ooh. Baylor, Ooh. Oklahoma State, Ooh. Texas Tech, ah, win. Texas, win. win. They beat them last year. And Kansas State. Dude, they could have a 7-6 win season. They really could. Yes, they could. They could, or they could go start 6-0 and and then lose the next 6. <laughs> and go Honestly, six and yeah, six. Hey, if you're a Kansas fan, like though, you'd take that in a heartbeat. Oh, right? yeah. Winning six games? <laughs> uh, UNC... I think they can also go on a run. They, they play in the ACC. Trick me is good, dude. Push pushover schedule. UNC's offense is, is crazy. Oh, yeah. uh, they play Notre Dame on Saturday. Dub. Pushover. Easy dub. Easy. They play Virginia Tech. And the way Virginia Tech's looking right now, they got seven points at halftime almost. Versus West Virginia. Versus, Versus West, West Virginia. Virginia. That, Kansas like, put Kansas. 43 on them. Exactly. Um, so UNC can beat them. They play Miami. Miami's offense is... Is worse than Texas A&M's, if you could believe that. They can win that. They could beat Duke. They could beat Pittsburgh. They could beat Virginia. Dude, UNC could be 9-0 and at some point. Yeah. This, me, like, Drake May team could be the Sam Howell team that we were always expecting. Yes, it really could be. It could be. Let me tell you guys one thing. For these three teams, Syracuse, UNC, and Kansas, rank them, baby. Rank them. Yeah. Rank them. Rank them. Basketball schools are in now. They're the shiz. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, this week we had some quite surprising news. Yes. Uh, Dalene Holker, uh, a tight end, actually the tight end right now for the BYU football team. He is third. Uh, he's tied for third in the team in receptions, and he's fourth on the team in receiving yards. Mm. Claims he is not getting enough, not getting enough attention, not getting used enough. Mm. Apparently, uh, a tight end should be more of an option or more of a target than the top three wide receivers. It's a little bit of a head scratcher, but for him, makes sense. So he has decided to burn his red shirt this year, not playing any more games. I guess he could technically play in the Wyoming game uh, because you can play him. If he wants to, he could. You could play him four games before you decide if you want a red shirt. But he has said that he will be entering the transfer portal when the window opens in December. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Were you surprised? Do you care? What's going on? I was very surprised. And honestly, like, I see a ton of people that are, like, on Twitter, like, even his own teammates or ex-teammates now that are, like, he's, he quit on the team. Mm-hmm. He started playing. Three games in, he just left. And this is the era of college football that we currently live in, the transfer portal era. Now, he, he does have to do what is best for him. And if he he's prayed about it, so he says. And <laughs> to if, whom? To whom? That's a good question. If he's prayed about it and this is what he feels like he needs to do, we, you know, you, you gotta kind of let him do what he needs to do. But it just makes absolutely no sense from an outsider's perspective. In the transfer portal, the grass is rarely, rarely greener rarely on the other greener. side. He was being utilized well, and like 
he wasn't utilized a ton, a ton last year, but that's because last year he didn't play great. This year, he was playing better, he's getting utilized, and they still, he still leaves. I, I honestly don't get it. Um, will I say that he quit on his team? I'm, I'm not going to exactly say that, but yeah, it's, it's baffling to me that he didn't play this year out. It's just I'll say it. He quit on the team. Okay. I, I hate people that enter the transfer portal halfway through the season. If you're if you're on the team, you should either play the whole season or be done. Yep. I everyone has their own circumstances and whatever. I don't care. That that is a quitter's mentality. Just play three games. I don't like my situation here. I'm done. At least play the freaking season out, bro. Uh, yeah. It's it's infuriating to me. Yeah, I think you guys have summed it up well. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what more he could want in a program. He's, like Jared said, he's our leading tight ends in terms of targets and receptions, yards, all that. Yep. But I can't say I'll miss him. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) I'm going to move forward. We've got Isaac Rex. I think he will miss BYU and the role he had there more than BYU will miss him. Or so I hope. What what are the schools that are going to feature a tight end more than the starting wide receivers? Utah, Utah. That's true, true, true. They, Honestly, that's the only school that uh, I was thinking Big Ten West, like maybe in okay. Illinois or something, right? Yeah. But then again, he's going to be run blocking eighty five percent of the time, so I don't know. You know, what would be hilarious. <laughs> Can you run block? We haven't. <laughs> we haven't run the ball. We at haven't all. Yeah. run the ball yet. If, if I'm being honest, Down Hooker, I can't remember him being in on a lot of the run plays. It's always Mason Wake yeah. and, and Isaac mm-hmm. Rex that are in the run block plays. They bring in Hamuli, too. I think it would be honestly hilarious if A-Rod, just to spite him, like mega-schemed the tight ends into this game. <laughs> and we had like five passing touchdowns, all to tight ends. Yes. Four of them to the one that backed him up. And then we're going to have two rushing touchdowns, both by tight ends. Yep. Like, just let the tight ends go off for this point on for the rest of the season just to spite him. That would be hilarious. I also think it's funny that there's this narrative that BYU doesn't use tight ends. Our, our tight ends are right behind the wide receivers. Like, what, I, I don't get what people want. Like, people want so much out of these tight ends. I'm like, bro, I'm not going to throw the tight end more than I throw the wide receiver. That's just how, that's the way the game works. They run that's shorter routes. I, I don't know. So. Makes no sense. Yep. Uh, anyway. Let's move on. Next up, we have this week's special edition of Propa Football. Propa. God save the queen. Uh, the king. Ever heard the name <laughs> Ted Lasso, folks? Ooh, oh, I have. Ted Lasso. Yes. Of uh, AFC Richmond. Wonderful character. Ooh. He and his lads over at AFC Richmond will now be playable characters in FIFA 23. Oh baby! Let's go! That's the, uh, that's fun. That's exciting news. That's really exciting. Okay, the first thing that came to my mind though was damn it because <laughs> I just bought FIFA 22 and I'm getting used to it and I'm liking it and now FIFA 23 comes out in a couple weeks and now it's got Ted Lasso on it so I'm gonna have to go spend another 65 bucks on a new video game. They got me guys. They got me. They, they got, got you. you. <laughs> They'll get you. But you can't not buy it now. You You're can't. So wily. You ha- you have to get it now. Uh. I wonder if it's going to have Roy Kent's flowery language in the game. Honestly, it needs to have the Roy Kent, Roy Kent. He's there, he's there, he's every everywhere, Roy Kent. They need to have that chant in there. Because they do have, like, Tart- Jamie Tartley. <laughs> they need to have all of those, to be honest. It would be absolutely hilarious. Football is life. 
Football is light. I think day. they'll have the wanker chant. <laughs> wanker. Wanker. <laughs> that would be wanker. so funny. Wanker. 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 Oh my gosh. Okay, when is season three of Ted Lasso coming out, dude? We freaking so need it now. this winter. Ugh. Uh, I'm not looking it up enough. right now. Uh, yeah, it not soon will enough. Come not out. Uh, there enough. is no official date yet. Gosh, but was it. originally expected to premiere sometime in the fall of 2022. Okay, well that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we would have heard. We definitely <laughs> would have heard of it. Yep. That is literally my favorite TV show. I know I say this about a lot of TV shows, but this one might actually be my favorite. I. It, it's a good one. That. It's I remember the night I showed it to you guys. We stayed up literally all night and watched the entire <laughs> We watched the whole thing. <laughs> now, in, in the words of Brian Windhorse. What's going on in Utah? What's going on? And that's what people in the league are watching right now. Okay. What's going on in Utah? Okay. What is going on in Utah, guys? What is? What is Tell going, me what's on, going on? Let's talk about the University of Utah just for a second because some uh, news came out. You know, we can talk about Utah on this podcast when we're making fun of them. Absolutely. Of course. Um, some weird stuff has been going on in their home games. We gave brief mention to this last week, but their first home game uh, against, you know, the FCS school, two girls attended in uh, body paint shirts. They were shirtless. No were shirts. Nude. Just nice. Paint as a just, shirt. just paint the shirts. <laughs> like, okay, like, wow. You go, girls. Uh, but that was, you know, illegal. Uh, so that, that was kind of, a, kind of a thing. Their second home game, a girl has now been arrested for this, threatened to detonate the university nuclear reactor if they lost to San Diego State. <laughs> Which honestly, understandable feeling. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We've all like. I think we've all thought that. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but as she actually threatened it, posted it on social media, and got arrested for it. <laughs> So what the heck is going on in Utah? <laughs> that is wild. Oh. That is wild. Yeah, it's a strange campus. Let me tell you. <laughs> it is not BYU. That ours, is ours is perfectly normal. Topless woman <laughs> in nuclear reactors. Uh, not to BYU mention, actually does have a nuclear reactor. BYU does? Though well, nobody has threatened to detonate it. Well, maybe we will this weekend. That's a good idea. <laughs> Nothing better to do time for. Nothing better also, than a urine bomb with nuclear reactors. Speaking of excrement, oh, uh, see that transition there? That, that was, was a great transition. Let's hear it. That was really good. We got to hear the other side. I, I, I have multiple ways I could take this now. It's such a good transition. I'm like, excrement. Where can I go with this? Two things. One, a couple years ago, somebody actually just took a duker in the concourse at the Rice Eccles Stadium. Yeah, someone did. <laughs> there really is something going on in Utah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Secondly, a piece of excrement has been traded to the Utah Jazz from the Detroit Pistons, I think it was. Nice His name is Kelly Olynyke. He, he is famous for being a huge douchebag, having horrible hair. Hating BYU, he played for Gonzaga, and also just grabbing Kevin Love's arm and literally just tearing it out of the socket like a till of the hun before in the Eastern Conference Finals of like 2014 or something. This is the last straw for the NBA. I don't know how I had a straw left because I hate the NBA with all my heart. This is the last straw. Jazz, I am done with you. I this this is a personal problem, I know. I know it's it's probably personal and Personal for several other 100,000 BYU fans out there. But I'm done. I can't do this anymore. There's no way I'm watching the NBA when I know that Kelly O'Lionike is playing for the Utah Jazz. Good night. I'm washing my hands. I'm Pilot Pontius washing my hands of the NBA. I'm out. 
Fair enough. NBA sucks. Very respectable. <laughs> I will never cheer for Kelly Olynyk, no matter where he plays. <laughs> Watch it. He's gonna go off for the Jazz now. Like he's gonna like single handedly lead lead the Jazz to the NBA Finals. <laughs> if I didn't hate on this team, <laughs> if I didn't hate the NBA so much, I'd like go buy a Lakers jersey just to spite Kelly Olynyk. But I can't oh. do that. I can't. I can't. No. I'm done with the entire. You NBA. can't spend money on that organization. No. No. Absolutely not. Nope. I think it's not healthy for us to talk about the NBA. Let's talk about some college football. Yes. We've got a game this weekend. <laughs> we got a game. We do have a game. Our old ne- nemesis. What's the stat? Haven't we played them more than anyone besides Utah or something? And Utah yes. State. And Utah uh-huh. State. Yep. Besides those two. Folks, it's Wyoming. 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 P.P. Cowpokes coming to town. <laughs> um, just a little background about them. They are 3-1. and one. Oh, okay. They played yeah. four games. Yes. They played week zero. Got absolutely blown out by <laughs> Illinois. At um, Illinois. Okay. Yeah, but since then they've gone three and zero and are looking fairly frisky. Ooh, Ooh. nice alliteration there. Yeah. Their wins are over Tulsa, Northern Colorado, and Air Force. Okay. Nothing to write your grandma about. No. <laughs> but their wins, and though they are frisky, the bottom line is we're heavy favorites. Yes. But let's dive into it. Who is this Wyoming team? Uh. It's an interesting team. Uh, like we've said before, they're basically the Utah State B team. But I think they might be the Utah State A team. Yes. No, yeah. Utah State is definitely the B team. So Utah State is now Wyoming's B team. Yes. I think that's how it works now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So uh, Wyoming, the urine bombs. Hmm. Uh, like Dan said, I think the biggest win is Air Force. Yeah. Because Air Force was a juggernaut before that. They were averaging over 500 yards of total offense. No. Over 500 yards of run offense. There yeah. was like 508 rush yards per game. That's absurd. They held them to just 171. Yeah. So that's that's good. That's Obviously, it's a service academy, and so you you know what the run style is going to be, and it's easy yeah. to prepare for. It's just hard to actually defend against it. Um, and they stopped. They absolutely stuffed it. Given BYU's run struggles, that might be a problem against, against this stingy Wyoming run defense this year. Or this game. You see, I don't know, though, because Wyoming's head coach is, like, 95 years old. Craig Bull, great yeah. coach. Uh, Craig Bull. He's been around the block a few times. Definitely. He's seen the triple option, like, since it was created. Like, he knows. <laughs> he ran the triple option. Yeah. Like, he <laughs> knows how to defend against the triple option. These newfangled zone runs, he probably doesn't even know what that is. He's probably <laughs> watching the tape being like, what is, what is even going on here? So maybe, maybe BYU will have uh, more success on the ground. We do have better linemen than Air Force does. That is definitely a, you know, that's definitely a factor. But yeah, their defense is going to be a strange one because they're physical. They like to play physical football, even on offense too. They run the ball a lot. 52.3% of their total yards this year coming on the ground. That's really high for college football nowadays. Yeah, and as far as passing scoring goes, they only have three passing touchdowns all year. In four games. In that's four games. That's crazy. They're not likely to score in the air. No. Their quarterback is likely to score, though, on the ground. Mm, interesting. He has run for a couple touchdowns this year. He is a legitimate dual threat. He has a run-first mentality when he scrambles, and he scrambles a lot because Wyoming's offensive line is not very good. Uh, He's very fast, but when he is in the pocket, he likes to throw a lot of short outs and curls with an occasional, albeit inaccurate, deep ball. Uh, 
Okay. He has hit a couple deep balls, but most of them are kind of errant passes. But he is the king of Dinkin and Duncan. Hey, that's all you really need if you're Wyoming, Dinkin right? Dinkin and Duncan. And yeah. that's that's kind of what scares me because that's exactly what Tuiaki is going to want to do. Obviously, he might have changed the scheme after the Oregon game went sure. completely horribly. Um, but that's exactly what Tuiaki is going to do. Tuiaki is going to be like, hey, we're going to force you to march all the way down the field. And Wyoming's like, whoa. This is what we do anyway. Yeah. We, we take 11 play drives all yeah. day long, right? They don't know explosive plays. They haven't <laughs> run an explosive play all year. <laughs> like Dan said, they only got three passing touchdowns. That's that's not a lot. I The way that this team looks, though, physical, gritty, they'll just take whatever you give them. They'll be stingy on defense, right? This kind of makes me feel like this might be a little bit of a trap game for BYU. It's a classic trap team, at least is what I'm trying to say. This is a team you do not want to play if we had beaten Oregon. But the fact that we lost to Oregon so badly in such just a despicable and emasculating fashion, it might be good that we have this chip on our shoulder. We have this edge to come out and prove that we're better. Because if not, this is the, this is like the recipe for disaster. For a classic BYU team. Counterpoint. Let's hear it. BYU struggles against speed. BYU has played extremely well against physical teams, losing the Oregon in an emasculating fashion, like you said, beating Baylor, who is one of the most physical teams in the nation. So the fact that Wyoming is physical and not fast plays to BYU's favor. Let's hope so, because I do not want another repeat of the Oregon game. But Wyoming does not have speed like Oregon yeah, that is for sure. Wyoming that is not baby. quite Oregon. Uh, as far as storylines go, I this is a rivalry that dates back a long time. Obviously, we haven't played them since 2016, and before that, it was 2009. So we've played, like, what is that, twice in the last 15 years, basically? Yeah. The overall series, 45 wins for BYU, 30 wins for Wyoming, three ties. Okay. We're currently on an eight-game win streak. Um, Love it. So today, uh, Thursday, I was working for BYU Sports Nation, and uh, one of my things today is I was making a music video uh, for this game. And I had to look back through a bunch of old footage, find clips and stuff, blah, 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 blah. This used to be a big rivalry. Obviously, BYU has kind of owned it lately, obviously in the like 60s and into the 70s a little bit. Wyoming had some really good teams, beat the crap out of us a lot, like 48-0 a lot. but this used to be a very heated rivalry. Obviously, with conference realignment, hasn't gone. It's kind of gone away, along with BYU dominating for the last twelve years, mm-hmm. um, or the last twenty years. But I'm excited to see what these teams come out with because that rivalry hate is obviously been gone for at least a generation. But I know that a lot of these kids' dads, especially on BYU and Wyoming, right? Not the new fangled guys, you know, the transfers. But a lot of their dads have played in this game. They know what it means. They know that it's a big-time matchup. Wyoming absolutely hates BYU. So I'm excited to see what kind of emotions are are tied to this game. If the teams come out, start throwing punches, that kind of stuff. We get a little sunshine, sunshine showdown, uh, hate. Um, but that's something that I'm going to be watching for. And I think that if Wyoming can come out with that kind of emotion and BYU doesn't, again... Trap game storyline. That's that's a trask- trap game characteristic that I do not want to see. I get that. BYU has won its last eight in this series, and they've won like like twenty of the last twenty three. 
I think that we are going to come out with a vengeance in this game just because everybody is saying, you know, they're doubting BYU now. It's honestly baffling to me that BYU is being doubted as much as they are because, you know, they lost to a very good Oregon team. That's it. They beat the other teams that they were supposed to beat. And they beat Baylor, a team that they weren't supposed to beat. You know, before the season, if you told me we were going to come out 1-1 one one versus Baylor and Oregon, you'd say, okay. You'd probably take it. Yeah. You'd probably More take it. More times I don't know, I'd take that. So BYU is being counted out by a lot of their fans and a lot of the national media right now. I think BYU is going to come out with a vengeance and is going to slap them around. BYU has the better athletes. BYU has the better, you know, the more physical team. I think BYU is going to impose its will. We've heard now for the third conse- fourth consecutive week that Gunner and Romney, that Gunner Romney and Puka Nakua are probable, and they're practicing. They're looking good. They're looking good. <laughs> Apparently, we are getting uh, at least one defensive lineman back. Uh, hopefully, I was at practice the other day. I did not see. Well, okay, I did see Tyler Batty and Caleb Hayes not in pads. Tyler Batty said he was going to play. But that's, that's him, that's, not the That's him, obviously. <laughs> I see where you're coming from, Jared, but I do think that this game, the storyline at the beginning of the game will be, where is BYU? The storyline after the game will be BYU back in New Year's Six contention. Where is Wyoming? Mm. <laughs> Beaten into submission, that's where. Ooh. What are some things that you guys want to you guys want to see in this game? For me... In addition to really liking corn, oh. <laughs> I want to see BYU run the football. I want to see them establish what? the run. <laughs> Just, whatever someone says. For me, it reminds me of that. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought <laughs> at first you were talking about just like pooping and like you ate corn and it no. didn't get digested and it's brown and yellow, kind of like the like Wyoming, Wyoming uniforms. Uh, no, so I want to see, I want to see BYU try to establish the run and really rely on that for their offense for moving the ch- moving the sticks, the sticks if you will and the chains and I want to see them be able to do that and you know win comfortably okay because that'll to me the biggest question about our team so far is the rushing game mm. I want them to address that in this game but whatever they do that helps them win sure I'll take it but that's <laughs> what I would want to see yeah for me, I just want to see us come out of the gate. I want the first quarter. I want us to be up, you know, twenty-four to zero, twenty-one to zero. I, I want to see a fast start that proves that we have turned a new leaf. That we have vengeance. We have, you know, our blood's running hot. We are very angry about what happened last week. Because if we come out slow and a little bit, like a little bit sloppy, right? I'm not gonna like that. That's not gonna set a good tone for the rest of the season. If we can come out and play smash mouth football in the first quarter like we did against Baylor. We just came in there and shut them up right off the right off the bat. I that will leave a much better taste in my mouth than what I was talking about last week where I didn't see the fight. I didn't see the want to. I need to see that in the first quarter. We want to see a very similar game to what played out versus USF. Yes. We came out the gate, we dominated, we imposed our will, we got to our lead, and we were able to coast the rest of the way. Very weird for BYU versus G5 teams. Very, very weird. <laughs> yep. That is what I, I agree with Dan especially, but you as well, Jared. I want to see BYU impose their will in the run game. We all know that BYU can pass. We all know that Jaron Hall is good. What we don't know right now is, is Chris Brooks any good? And can our offensive line run block versus competent teams? Sorry, USF. Incompetent defensive line. <laughs> I think that we can, but we have to prove it to ourselves because our, our linemen themselves are not going to believe it until they prove it to themselves. So I want to see that, and then I want to see the 
trademark Kalani's gentleman blowout where he gets up <laughs> and he kind of just coasts and let the other team cover the spread. It's like 49 to 7, and then it ends up being like 49 to 30 or something. I wouldn't be surprised if we're up by like, I don't know, 28 or so, 35. The spread is 21 and a half. So <laughs> if he allows Wyoming to get within 21 and a half, I would not be surprised. It's like a sad field goal with five seconds left. <laughs> yep, exactly. Is there anything else you guys want to see? Mm. No. <laughs> I don't think so. To add to the run game that we were just talking about, Dan, I, I want to see that in our defense as well. Mm. we got to stop the run. Yeah. We were not able to do that against Oregon. We did a pretty good job against Baylor. Yeah. But USF, we did a decent-ish job. I want to see us really establish ourselves as a we-will-not-be-run-on team. Mm-hmm. Especially against a physical team like we were just talking before and not a fast team in Wyoming. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I'm kind of on that line. I want to see just defensive dominance all across the board. I want to see absolute lockdown on the outside. Wyoming's receivers are not good. Nope. They lost like three of them to the portal. One of them like broke his leg. Like, this is not a team that should be gaining any yards on us if we are disciplined and if we fill the fill the holes as as a uh, what's the guy's fill name? The, holes. the the guy with the the tape that slaps it on the the glass boat when it's leaking. Yeah. What was it? Flex seal. The flex seal guy. Yeah. yeah. I want to see flex seal defense. Flex seal. That is a new term that we are going to use here yeah. on the Road Shark Two podcast. Flex seal defense. Flex baby. seal defense. Is that a good defense or a bad defense? That's a great defense. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great defense, All at right. least as what it appears to be. <laughs> All right. Uh, we actually now. Before we get into our college football preview, we have a real ad. Yeah, not yes. even a fake ad. This is a real ad. Here's a reminder to all you listeners. If you want to advertise on our show, just reach out to us on social media, on Instagram or Twitter at loyal Pod. Shoot us a DM. We will say literally anything you want for a few bucks. <laughs> so yeah, just uh, if you want an ad, go ahead and ask us. Without further ado, here's a real one. <clears throat> Hello, friends. Do you know what a stroke is? Do you know what a stroke looks like? Do you know that every 35 seconds, someone in the United States has a stroke? Wow. Do you know stroke can happen at any age? Do you know that more than 75% of stroke patients are first found by coworkers or family members? When Jared's great-grandmother had a stroke, the first person to find her was a preteen granddaughter. We want to help you and your family be prepared if someone you love or know has a stroke because you need to be fast and call 911 as soon as possible to prevent disability from stroke. That's right. Just like in sports, speed matters. So be fast. In fact, be fast is an acronym you can use to help you remember what a stroke looks like. B is for sudden loss of balance or coordination. E is for eyes. Sudden double vision or loss of vision. F is for face, facial drooping or asymmetry. A is for arm, arm or leg weakness on one side. S is for speech, sudden slurring or garbled speech or difficulty speaking at all. T is for time. Time is brain, so call 911 as soon as possible. May your family and friends never have a stroke. But if they do, you now have a game plan to identify it and call 911. This message was brought to you by Just a Stroke Doc. Let's clap it up for us, shall we? 
Yeah. Also, clap it up for just a stroke doc. Yes, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. I like the part where it says, time is brain. Time is brain. Time is brain. I've never heard that before. You can, mil- you can lose a million brain cells a second when there's a stroke happening. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Remember to be fast. Be fast, everyone. All right. Uh, let's move into our college football week four preview, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. First item of business. The Weekend Watch Guide is out, baby. It is let's out. go. It, you can find it on the website, royalstrongandtrue.com. You can also find it on our Instagram and Twitter pages, at LoyalToRoyalPod. And you can find it on my Twitter page as well, at Jared Buckeye. Uh, as you guys all know, the Weekend Watch Guide is literally the greatest way to follow college football on a weekend. You can print it out. Uh, I've rearranged it a little bit so it fits on one page when you print it out. There's multiple days, obviously. Uh, I don't know why I included Thursday on this one because the episode's going to get released tomorrow, but Thursday's on there anyway. Hey, like just for your general knowledge. Just your general yeah. knowledge. Yeah, maybe I'll update it. No, just kidding. I'm not going to. But uh, anyway, go check that out. It is huge. You can print it out, have it with you. It's It works on your phone as well. Very easy to follow. Uh, so go check it out. It'll help you follow all the good games on Saturday. Heck yeah. It's going to be a good weekend. Heck yeah, it is. There's some big games this weekend. I'm very excited. We can only cover 10 in our tipsy 10, but we want to cover a couple of the other big games um, that are happening. Speaking of big games, the biggest game is obviously Kansas Duke, undefeated Blue Bloods, going into the booth, sold out for the first time in how many years? Like, I believe it is uh, 2006 or something? 13 years. 13. If I'm not mistaken. 13 years, Kansas Duke. Kansas football. This is not the fog, everyone. This is Kansas football. Sellout. Duke is coming to town. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely wild. Both of the teams are undefeated. That being said, we are going to boycott college game day. Hate mail time, baby. Hate mail time. Let's open, open it, it up. up. Open it up. Open it up. Get out that letter opener that you just used to murder the college game day executives. And we are going to read this hate mail. College game day? I hate you. You're going to have to be careful with your threats, Jerry. They might arrest you. Oh, true. Hey, I, 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 only, I, I didn't say anything about blowing up a nuclear reactor. Or anything, that's true. So. That's true. That, that, that's yeah. where we draw the line. Nuclear that, reactors. Right, You're right, right. safe. You're safe. Um, college game day, you are nothing but a money whore. You only mm. want viewership. You only want the ambiance of a 100,000-seat stadium. Kansas, Kansas State is... Uh, is Sorry, Kansas, Kansas State. Kansas Duke is a beautiful game. 3-0 for the first time, facing each other. Everyone thought they were going to be 0-3 for this matchup, fighting for their first win. But here they are, putting their hearts on the line, selling out, cramming more students into the stadium. And what do you do? Oh, Tennessee and Florida has more tradition. Screw the SEC! <laughs> and screw you, College Game Day. College Game Day used to be the premier college football preview show, mm, Yes, I would say. I remember my youth waking up to college game day, watching it one time they came to Salt Lake. We tried to crash the party and were rudely turned away as BYU very, fans. Very rudely. But your time of glory in the college football scheme has ended. But what is worse, so has your integrity. Shame on you, college game day. The fact that you keep trotting Lee Corso out there 
<laughs> even though he is obviously senile, is an, another testament to your awfulness as a uh, entity, as a group of human beings, as a yeah. What's worse, college game day or the NCAA? Ooh, that's a close one, actually. It's 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 pretty close. I'm going to have to say the NCAA only okay. because College Game Day went to App State. That's what I was week. thinking. However, let me tell you this now. We're looking up here. We're watching the halftime show of West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Guess what the two things they talked about were? What? SEC, okay, uh, uh, Arkansas, Texas A&M, to App State. They're talking about App State. Now, let me, let me say this. I'm glad App State deserves recognition. Sure. College game day, you don't, ESPN, you don't understand. It's not because App State, let me, let me give some context. App State was the most viewed college game day in like five years. And it was way more viewed by a lot than Alabama, Texas. No questions there, okay? Because guess what? App State is a Sunbelt program with a huge following that never gets this sort of treatment. Never gets to be in with the high rollers. They never get treated like a big boy. They do once, and what happens? Boone is insane. The entire town and surrounding counties show up for the for the college game day show, and almost 3 million people watch it, are up at 7 Eastern, or 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. They're watching the game. They're watching game day, right? College Game Day, it's not App State that that is drawing all this attention. It is the fact that you are giving the smaller boys that never get this kind of treatment equal and fair treatment than you do the big boys. It, it's happened throughout history. When you go to a team that doesn't receive this kind of recognition on the regular, you get huge numbers. The numbers will follow. You don't need to go chasing numbers. You don't need to put App State and start forcing App State down our throats on halftime shows. What you need to do is give everybody in the sport an equal and fair treatment, and that's how you're going to do numbers. That's how you're going to get the viewership. I, I, I have a major problem with ESPN right now. They say they're for the love of football, but really it's not. It's for the love of the company. And as a college football purist myself, I'm happy they went to App State. But now don't just start shoving App State down our throats. Go to a CUSA game. Go to freaking Kansas Duke. Undefeated teams. One point or one score spread. Sorry, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I'm getting off the soapbox right now. I've been ranting. That, that's my hate mail. I testify of the words of my companion. Well put. That's quite a letter. College <laughs> game day. All right, uh, let's actually talk about football now. Uh, speaking about football, West Virginia just muffed a punt at their own 12-yard line, and Virginia Tech recovered it. Oh, nice! But they recovered it out of bounds? Question mark. Oh, hmm. What is going on? Sorry to interrupt. You gotta love college football, right? Oh, here's here's the replay. Oh, uh, so boom! Muffed oh, the punt. Not even close. Absolute muff. Barely. And then, oh, he dropped the ball. He was right on top of it. That's like the cow receiver. He dropped the ball. Okay. All right. Okay, this is great podcast. Right. Um, so let's talk about a couple of the big games this weekend that are not on the Tipsy Ten. Who wants to go first? I do. All right, Dan. Sir, you have the feather. Uniform game Ooh. of the week, perhaps. Ohio State <laughs> hosting Wisconsin. Wisconsin badges. A storied, one-sided rivalry. And Ohio State is wearing the blackouts this week. Oh, oh. my goodness. And they're beautiful blackouts. I think they're the best blackouts, hands down, in all of sport. They do it I, well. It is beautiful. 
the glossy Buckeye stickers on the helmet. Oh my mm. gosh. I'm just getting the chills just thinking about it. Woohoo! It's <laughs> party. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. I have a game I'd like to highlight. Okay. Number 13, Utah traveling on the road to play Arizona State. Mm, now, I've, I've mentioned Utah a lot so far. <laughs> my wife is a U, but that is not why. Uh, Utah is crapping itself in the bed when mm-hmm. it comes to fan engagement, one. and <laughs> Well, it depends on the kind of engagement. That's true. <laughs> Utah has a storied history of struggling on the road after a poor team has fired its head coach. Hmm. That is a very unique circumstance. Is that so? A storied history. <laughs> and they are playing Arizona State the week after Herm Edwards gets fired. They have to go on the road. Arizona State is not an easy you know, place to play. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah gets upset. I would freaking love that. My wife is a Sun Devil, so obviously, forks up, right? Forks up. I see this game going one of two ways. It's either going to be a Nebraska moment where they get blown out by 500 points, or it's going to be the exact opposite, where now that Herm Edwards is gone, everybody's buying in, they rally together, and beat the ranked team coming in. Thank you, yeah, baby. be awesome. I've got my eye on that one. I got my eye on you. Another intriguing <laughs> matchup is USC versus Oregon State. This matchup will tell us a lot about the Pac-12. Ooh. Is it back? One. Two. Is it back in the way where the teams are all somewhat decent and no one's super great, so they just cannibalize each other? Like that, That's my vote. We yeah, could that's see my that. vote, too. Or is it just UC, USC and Oregon and everyone else sucks? It, it very well might be, but it could also be the cannibalistic form. Mm-hmm. Right? Frowned upon in most societies. Most. Willy Wonka. Um, this game is unfortunately on the worst television network known to mankind. Oh, no. The Pac-10 network. Yep. <sighs> but this is going to be one of the best games. So if you can find an illegal stream, do it. I give you permission. It is hereby legal as decreed by me. Also, if you do not want to enter hot water... If you don't want to be handcuffed for streaming or threatening to blow up a nuclear reactor, stuff like that, you can just follow it on your little ESPN app and just keep refreshing. It's going to be a good game. I think Oregon State is a real deal. I don't know if USC is a real deal, if I'm being honest. They've gotten lucky a lot of times. Jake Hayner got injured in the game versus Fresno State. Uh They have like Uh a bajillion points off of turnovers, and Uh that luck is eventually going to run out. I don't know. I Definitely keep your eye on that one. StreamEast.io. That's just a just a random website. website, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that website is. Uh, It's like Slither.io. Yeah, exactly. Is that a game? (laughs) As Dan was saying, though, there are a couple games that will tell us a lot about the Pac-12. He mentioned Oregon. Oregon is also playing an undefeated Washington State team on the road on the Palouse in Pullman. So that's going to be a very interesting game. Keep your eye on that one as well. I, that one really intrigues me. The Washington State at Wisconsin game, everybody in the national media, this is like a hand up my bad moment. Everybody in the national media was saying that's not going to be a game. But when I first saw that, I was like, oh, oh. But everybody in the national media said it's not going to be a game. Wisconsin was favored by like 18 and a half. So I like kind of, I, I ate the narrative that they were feeding me. Not and I feel so bad because Washington State came in and beat them. Shame on you. 
They beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin's game, too. Just mucking it up, running the football, playing ugly football. If they can do that against Oregon, I feel like they have a shot. They have a puncher shot in that one. That's going to be a really interesting game. Another game that I have my eye on is going to be uh, not not the one that I was about to say because I just forgot that it was in the the tipsy 10, but Toledo at San Diego State. A MAC team going to play... At San Diego State's new strap, Snapdragon Stadium. San Diego State's having a down year. They're, they're having a down year. They're 1-2. and two. Toledo going in as a three-point road favorite. Huh? For all of what? you sickos out there that love watching like MAC teams play Mountain West teams, crazy football games, there's always some weird shiz that's going down. That one's going to be a really fun game to watch. And I think Toledo might actually go in and beat San Diego State at home. Okay. Wow. Well, shall we get into our tips of 10? Let's do it. It's time to get tipsy. Good up, Mountain Dew. Ice cold. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. They need to bring those back. I love that. Dude, he should make a cameo in Vansville. Yes. (laughs) Virtual cameo. Let's do Uh, a little bit of a recap on the picks thus far. Dan is handedly in the lead Mm -hmm. with a 26 and 11 record, 70% win rate. Uh, I follow at 23 and 14, three wins away. Jared, three wins away from that at 20 and 17. At very last, though, with... Oh, sorry. Yeah, Jared, you are in very last. I, I sorry, am I, very last. I, I, I misread the order. Justin's just throwing extra shade over here. <laughs> Second to last, we have the fans, who are at a 64.3% clip, 18 and 10. Yeah, so the fans, they're, they're doing all right. Yeah, doing Everyone's good. profitable except me, probably. I'm probably a couple units down. Yeah. The kids uh, are all right. <laughs> but... Let's get into it. Let's start 10 a.m. on ESPN2. We have Baylor at Iowa State. Get this. Get this. Iowa State, two and a half point favorites. Wild. The fans are going with Baylor here, 85%. Who are you guys going to go with? I'm going with Baylor. 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 They are not favorites in my – I mean, Iowa State are not favorites in my mind. Baylor are favorites. I think they will win. Yep. Interesting. Uh, Iowa State is 6-4 versus Baylor when playing at home. Though I do think Iowa State is atrocious this year, and Baylor's being discounted because of a loss to a very, 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 very good BYU team. Excellent team. Give me the Bears. Yep, I am also with you. Sick them, as they say down in Wacko. Sick them. Sick them. That's unanimous, so... uh, So Iowa State guaranteed the dub. Congrats. Next up at 10 a.m. on ABC, we have a very interesting, if you could call it that, ACC game to see who is the biggest fraud. Is it number five Clemson, who is a seven-point favorite, or will it be the home team, number 21, Wake Forest? I'll start out here. First off, fans, 69% Clemson. Nice. Nice. Um, Shout out Jacob, who has apartment number 69 at Oh, it's a apartment complex. Big news, him. big news. That's that's nice. Um, good stuff. So I've heard a lot about this game. Obviously, Wake Forest has a good offense. They like to put up numbies. Um, struggling a little bit this year, but they're way better than Clemson's offense. Clemson's offense is cancerous. It's terrible. Um, here's what I've been hearing. Clemson has a very good defensive line. I think we can all agree. Correct? Yeah. Great defense, great defensive line. Fair. Wake Forest runs a style of offense... Where it's a lot of RPO, it's a lot of zone reads. There's a, as they call it, a mesh point that 
is like the spot of action where you read the D-end or whatever. Historically, they have struggled mightily against Clemson because Clemson's D-line blows up that mesh point and does not give Wake Forest time to develop its plays. I think it's unfortunately going to follow this same pattern. I think Wake Forest is held well under 20 points. I think they might score 10 or 13, mm. whereas Clemson is going to score 14. So mm. look for like a one-point dub for Clemson. Uh, they have just enough to get past Wake Forest because of that defensive line. I'm also taking Clemson. Do I think they're the number five team in the country? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think neither of these teams should be ranked. Ooh. But I think Clemson, their coach is no better than Wake Forest. But I think overall their players are better, and I think they'll win this in a close one. Yeah, I think Clemson's going to win this game. I think Clemson's defense is legit, and Wake Forest's offense has struggled mightily. I just don't think that Clemson is going to drop this game. They will drop a dumb game. It's not going to be this one. Give me Clemson. Another unanimous vote as the fans chose Clemson as well, as Jared already mentioned, which means we have two consecutive sweeps and two consecutive L's for all of us, probably. Yeah, that's not a good start. That is not a good start whatsoever. Talking of good starts to your morning, breakfast skillet. Love that. There's a knock at the door. Who we shall re-answer after this. Two hours later. So, update on the knock at the door. Mm-hmm. It was the Elders Quorum First President and his wife. Question first mark? President? First, first President. First President. <laughs> uh, first Counselor. First Counselor. Uh, and his wife, I think. I don't know, maybe. Question mark. But they gave me a flyer. This is what the flyer says. Fingers up. What's going on at the 18th Ward? What's mm. going on at the 18th Ward? I don't know, but there's contact info Interesting. and some other things. Anyway, uh, they seem very nice. They're probably coming after us because me and Kinley have uh, been inactive according to their rosters lately <laughs> because we've been going to my family's board a lot. Uh, so, yeah. So, and, and I've been out of the freaking town for forever. So yeah. I, I, we probably just got in trouble. They're probably just like, let's go find the inactives. So, <laughs> promise I'm going to church, guys. It is, make sure everyone feels loved by the war. Yeah. Well, good on them. Good on for doing that. Anyway, should we get back to football? Breakfast skillet. Breakfast skillet. That's Let's right. That's where we are. <laughs> uh, the battle for the iron skillet in another sold-out stadium. Hmm. SMU is playing host to the Horny Frogs huh? of TCU. Sonny Dykes makes his return to Southern Methodist University, but now has been baptized into the Texas Christian University. This is going to be a good game. It's a rivalry. Dates back a long time. TCU, two-point favorites over SMU. SMU. Fans going 61% TCU. How are you guys feeling? Give me SMU in this game. Ooh. I do think SMU is a very good team. Sonny Dykes is going to try to take advantage and like blow out his old team, send a message. I think SMU is still very good. They still got Tanner Mordecai throwing bombs. Give me SMU. All righty. That's a hot take going against the spread there. I like that. TCU is a Protestant university. Okay. Okay. I just researched that. Interesting. Fact. SMU is Southern Methodist University. Okay. Probably Methodist. Yeah. Protestants versus Methodists. Ooh. In a tale as old as time, I'm going with the Protestants, <laughs> which is TCU. I think they'll win this game. I don't actually know of any 
relationship or conflict between Protestants and Methodists in the past, but I'm still picking TCU. <laughs> uh, I am also picking TCU. This one is pretty simple. It's a uniform decision. TCU's got some nice unis, SMU, the Dallas ones, the white ones, they're okay. The blue jerseys are okay. TCU's are cooler. I'm going with the Horn Frogs here. Fine, whatever. I'll Horn just take that dub. That that would have been three straight unanimous decisions that I just saved us from. So you're welcome. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Justin. You're At another 10 a.m. game, we're just loading up on 10 a.m. games. On Fox Sports 1, we have Duke, the Dukies of, you know, Dan's the University, Dukies. traveling to play Kansas, who is a seven-point favorite in this game. 61% of our fans chose Kansas to win this game. Who do you guys got? Kansas. Kansas? I got Kansas. Dan is going against his alma mater. Duke is not a football school. Neither is Kansas. But I believe Kansas is actually somewhat good this year. Very much less convinced about Duke. I think they may have gotten lucky thus far and played not very good teams. So I think Kansas will win this one. And they're at home, so that should give them at least a slight edge. It will be sold out. Um, yeah. As well. As we mentioned, sold out. Let me tell you something. Duke has beaten Temple. Mm-hmm. Probably the worst team out there. Are Temple they, and Navy. FBS, FIU. technically. FIU. FIU. Okay. Uh, they're down there. Uh, we got Duke beating Northwestern. Also down there. Yeah. Uh, although they're a Big Ten school. They, they got big like, boys. That's actually a win, you could say. Yeah, that is definitely a win. Uh, and then they beat a, an FCS team. Uh-huh. So that's not, <clears throat> not super convincing. Uh, Kansas, on the other hand, just in back-to-back weeks, has beaten Houston and West Virginia, both by double digits. Yep. They beat West Virginia by double digits in overtime. Good luck finding out how you do that. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm going to take Kansas... Because they won the national championship in basketball. They're still coming off of that high. They got the banner just hung up in the last like week or so. They're feeling themselves. Sold out stadium at home. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. For a bit more logical of a reason, I'm going to have to agree with you guys for our third of four uh, consecutive sweeps. Wow. Insane. Three out of four. Uh I, I just think Kansas runs the ball incredibly. They have an unstoppable run game, and Duke's de- like run defense is not good. Nope. So Kansas is going to be able to take advantage all game. Rock Chuck, Jayhawk. Also, Jalen Daniels, the Kansas quarterback, he is a freaking baller. He's good. Oh, he yeah. is a great quarterback. I, obviously, he plays for Kansas, so he's not like, you know, upper tier. But he is amazing. You need to watch this guy play 10 a.m. FS1. That's going to be a good game. Tune in. Next up, we have probably the next slate of games starting at 1.30. Yep. This one is on ABC where Notre Dame is traveling to UNC. Ooh. Intriguing matchup. UNC are one and a half point favorites on this one. Okay. Which tells you about the fall from grace Notre Dame has had. <laughs> when was the last time Notre Dame was one and a half dogs to UNC? <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened. <laughs> But I think UNC is much better than Notre Dame, so they will win this game. What do you guys think? Uh, I am wholeheartedly with you. Wholeheartedly. Mm. Notre Dame is bad this year. 
I think this is a kind of a get right game where they could get right. It's in the spot where you would want one. But UNC has a high flying offense. They put up like what was it, sixty nine points against uh, App State or whatever. They have been rolling. Uh, give me UNC and I'll take them plus or I'll take UNC minus ten and a half, oh not my. just one and a half. I think this one is not going to be close. The fans wow. disagree with you. 52% of them chose Man. Notre Dame for this what? game. Screw the fans. I'm kind of torn on this one. I do think that Notre Dame has to bounce back eventually. Right. And I'm hoping that's not against BYU. As long as it's the next two weeks. Yeah. I do think that will be next week, though. I think UNC just has too potent of an offense for Notre Dame to keep up with. Notre Dame can't even score three points in a game. So give me the unk in this game. Unk. Uh, that's bad. Uh, for us, yeah. because they have a bye next week. Oh. So this is their bounce back. I'm changing it to <laughs> Notre Dame. Notre Dame will win this game. Uh, all right. Hey, Justin, thanks again for taking that one upon yourself uh, to make sure we don't get the sweep. We don't all be wrong. Uh, that's very, very nice of you. Of course. We now move over to the Big Ten Network at 1.30 p.m. You will see Minnesota rowing its boat as a three-point favorite at Michigan State, Sparty Stadium. Now, the fans are torn on this one. It's a 50-50 tie, 14 votes for either side. But we are going to make a decision for them. Okay. Jared, give me a number between one and two. Uh, 1.96. Okay. Give me either one or two. <laughs> two. Dan, give me either one or two. What? Interesting. Now play rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Dan has one, Dang. which means it's one, which means the fans are now being attributed to Minnesota. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, fans going Minnesota. I am also going Minnesota in this one. Sparty, it pains me to say it, but I think they're overrated this year. Um, okay. We know they're overrated they're this year. Definitely. They overrated. were probably not anymore, seeing as they're not ranked. And underdogs at home to Minnesota, but I'm going with roll the boat. I think Minnesota's back this year. Remember in 2019, they had a very good campaign, almost made it to the Big Ten Championship game. Oh, what would have been if they would have made it? That would have been insane, Uh, but they didn't, and then 2020 hit. COVID kind of wrecked them for a little bit. I'm taking Minnesota. I think they're going to be back this year. I think they're a top 25 team. I think they might win the West, especially given the way Wisconsin has been looking. We'll see how Wisconsin looks when they play Ohio State. Ohio State favored by 18 in that one. Um, but I think Minnesota's back. I'm taking Minnesota big in this one. This is a hard one for me, I think. Minnesota is favored by three. But last week, Michigan State, where were they ranked? Like 11 or something? Yep. That was obviously a huge, um, what do you call it? Oversight? Oversight? Uh-huh. Uh, overration? Overration. Uh, I like overation. Overation. They Ovulation. lost to Washington oh. and are now unranked. And then Washington suddenly is ranked 18. Yep. Huh. Weird weird stuff by the eight people. Michael Penis, baby. <laughs> yep. Big Phoenix energy. Phoenix. Um, but I agree with Jared. I think Minnesota is better and probably more consistent than Michigan State. Um, so I'm going with them to win this game. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Minnesota's an absolute unit, and they are going to dominate Michigan State. That is another sweep. Man, this is kind of an interesting week. Yeah. I guess we'll just have to move on, because we don't, we don't want to talk about sweeps no more. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry to everyone for the Tipsy 10 this week. I thought these would be games we'd all be split on. 
Turns out we are all united. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see with this next one. The fans were definitely united. 96% chose App State, seven-point home favorite, over JMU. 130 ESPN+. Plus. So all Ooh. of you sickos out there that subscribe to ESPN+. Plus, Like me. That is definitely us. This game is going to be exciting. JMU almost leading the nation in points per game. They're scoring over 50 points a game. Going to App State. This is really interesting because App State, what or JMU, is now what App State was 10 years ago. Yep. App State was coming into the FBS about 10 years ago, would knock off FBS teams all the time. Now App State is, has arrived. They are officially here. JMU is trying to prove that they are here. Yep. I am very excited for this game. I know this is stupid. Give me the freaking Dukes. I'm oh going with goodness. James Madison. What? I think App State has been on too much alcohol. Boone has been running low on like Alka-Seltzers and liver treatments for the past oh. two and a half weeks. I think JMU comes in here, shocks the world, and upsets App State at home. App State's feeling itself. ESPN is now just, you know, giving them the treatment, brown nosing, just kissing the you-know-what all the time. JMU comes in here, knocks off the Mountaineers. I really thought I was going to be alone in this one. I'm just JMU. Let's go! JMU is killing it. JMU is playing good football. App State just coming off an emotional win. Uh, college game day camp, insane Hail Mary. There's going to be a bit of an emotional drop-off play in this Dukies team that is going to be coming ready to play. Give me JMU. You're not going to believe it, but I'm taking JMU. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Woohoo! JMU, baby! Last episode, I said App State was going to fall off a little bit at some point in this season. Mm-hmm. I believe that point has come this Saturday uh, when they host JMU. The time has come. Time's come, baby. JMU are sort of new kids on the block mm-hmm. in terms of you say that. FBS football. Mm. You could definitely say that. But they're baby. decent. They, they are. They're decent. And this will be probably their biggest win so far this season. Definitely. Um, they haven't really played anyone. Nope. But... does not count. <laughs> but... I believe they have what it takes to come and rain on App State's um, historic, what's the theatrical start to the season? Ooh, uh, okay, theatrical. Uh-huh. Uh, well, we technically do not have a sweep because of you fans. So thank you to you for thank giving you us all the dub. Fans. Thank you to ninety-six percent of you. Uh, Fox Sports One, five o'clock next window. Back. We have a seven and a half point road favorite in Iowa. Can they even score seven and a half points is the question. Going to face off at Rutgers in New Jersey, the home of the first game of college football. 58% of the fans have voted for Rutgers in this game. What are you guys taking? This is probably the ugliest game I have <laughs> ever seen. Yeah, I think the over-under was set at like 33 and a half. Oh, this, this is a rough one. Give me the under <laughs> for sure. Uh, in a Rutgers is... Is still bad, unfortunately. Iowa is historically horrible on offense. Cannot move the ball. Give me in a Butgers because they're playing at home. Do I think they'll win? No. Do I think Iowa will win? No. Do either (laughs) team deserve to win? No. No. But give me the Butgers just because. 
I'm sorry, but are we talking about the same Rutgers team? This Rutgers team that is currently 3-0? Yes. Bad? Beat Boston College. By one. Beat Wagner. By one. By Beat one. Temple. <laughs> by two. <laughs> <laughs> they beat Temple by two points Temple. and Boston College by one point. <laughs> no, maybe I'm kind of reconsidering things. I was going to go for Rutgers. Uh, I just don't... Iowa can't score, man. Iowa can't do... But buck schniggly. They can't do nothing. I don't even know what just word I created. So, uh, but give me Iowa. Just cuz. Right. Oh, you're going with Iowa. That was a hard swerve. That one, we're playing Jello. I just got the fart squished out of me. <laughs> Let's recap Iowa season so far. Um, week one, South Dakota State. FCS. They won 7-3. to three. <laughs> Without a touchdown. Without a touchdown. With two safeties and a field goal. <laughs> um, next, they played Iowa State. Mm. They lost, even though Iowa State only scored <laughs> 10 points. <laughs> they lost 10-7. to <laughs> Then they played Nevada. Nevada. And won 27-0. That game uh, was delayed probably 100 times. Yep. Finished at like 3 a.m. Yep. Yeah. So I don't really know what to think of them. They've scored 7, 7, then 27. Okay. Rutgers, not particularly good. Iowa, no offense whatsoever. But if it came down to it, I'm picking Iowa. Ooh. I'm picking Iowa. I think Rutgers is definitely in a rut. Yes. In a rut. Still. They play like Butgers. And Iowa... I mean, it's just kind of a toilet bowl game, to be honest. Oh, yeah. But For sure. I think Iowa somehow will build off of their Nevada win and squeak this one out. All uh, right. Like 10 to 3. Yeah. Something like that. Fair enough. Ooh, could we get like a 5 to 4 game? <laughs> mm. That'd be nice. That'd be fun. All right. Uh, next up, we got another toilet bowl of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a great game. Great game. Utah State. Home fans are so in love with the coach and the team. They literally boo them because they love them so much that it just went around the horn there. Yeah. Uh, UNLV, three-point favorites on the road at Utah State. 73% of the fans, including my brother Jacob that goes to Utah State, is choosing unlove. I am also going with unlove. I have no reason to hope for Utah State. They almost lost to UConn. They're in a one-score game with 10 minutes left in the game. Then they got bejutally nugged by Alabama. And then they lost to Weber State 35-7. Coming off a of bye week, we'll do absolutely nothing for them. Give me the expletive. You can't say Rebels anymore. That's canceled. Oh, uh, so mm-hmm. the unloves. Give me the unloves in this one. 5 p.m. CBS is set. I'm going the other way on this one. Oh, oh baby. I'm picking Utah State. Um, I think they can bounce back from that Weber State debacle. They probably did a lot of stadium runs. Soul searching. A lot of hill climbs. If they were a basketball team, they would have done a lot of ladders. But I'm hoping they can sort of pull it together for this game and get a win and be respectable by the time we play them. Have one win coming into the BYU game. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm taking Utah State in this one. Give me a Utah State bounce back game as well. Okay. I honestly think that Utah State is going to bounce back. They can't be this terrible forever. Maybe they can. I don't know. <laughs> Unlove. They're playing the fire. They 
they're going to get burned eventually. They're sitting here scoring 50 points against their, you know, bad opponents. But against Cal, Cal, who is not a good P5 team, only put up 14 points. Oof, that's rough. Go up against a competent defense, they will get shut down. I do think Utah State's defense is somewhat competent, so give me the Aggies. All right. Uh, I hope you guys are right. Not for the sake of my picks, but for the sake of BYU on Thursday night. I hope yep. we are not playing a 1-4 and four team, and rather... Or, no, I hope we are playing a 1-4 and four team rather than a 0-4, oh or whatever the frick their records will be. They would be 2-3. Be, they beat I, UConn, yes. They did beat UConn. True, true. One, okay, so they already have a win. They, they have one Okay, win. fine. We're good. As long as we're not playing a defeated team, I'm good. All right, we're chilling. Um, anyway, let's move on to another whack team, BYU. I mean, Wyoming. Sorry. Ha! Uh, anyway, okay, we were in the whack at one point. Contrary to popular belief, BYU did not play Wyoming last week, though it may have looked like it on TV. Yep. Oh, yeah. We are actually playing Wyoming this week, the real brown and yellow school. As hard as Oregon tries, they will still be green in my mind. 815, ESPN2, it's your nightcapper, BYU, 21.5 point favorites. Uh, BYU ranked 19th, Wyoming. Just beat Air Force, who's a good team. Uh, the fans, listen to this. 94% chose BYU. Mm, 94. Let me say that again. Only 94% chose BYU. 94%. Yep. There are two human beings. Actually, there might be bots. We don't know. There are two Instagram accounts out there that voted against BYU. Now, I'm not going to name names. But Trevor Daniels and Dustin Whitwer, you are hereby banned from listening to this podcast. Turn it off right now. You're done. You have been banned for life by choosing against BYU. I don't care if BYU is playing Alabama. You never pick against BYU. Banned for life. Pending appeal. Pending appeal. Yep. Yep. That one will just sit and stew. and. As long as you pick BYU next week, your appeal will be accepted. Okay. All right. You know That's probably a little more fair than... It's been a lifetime ban. Yeah. I hope you learned your lesson. Yes. The two of you. Yep. <laughs> so, Wyoming's coming to play number 19, BYU. BYU currently favored by 21 and a half. We're all obviously going to choose BYU to win this game. The question is, do they cover 21 and a half? That's a tough one. Uh, 21 and a half, that's a lot of points. That is over three touchdowns. I don't remember the last time Kalani beat somebody by over three touchdowns. Actually, it was USF. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is... I think BYU will at one point be up by far more than 21.5. But the final score I, may be below 21.5. What my final score prediction is going to be like 58 to 24. Or 54 to 28. Sorry. 54 to 28. I think Wyoming will score some garbage time touchdowns. Kalani is gonna like punt from the opposing twenty yard line because we can't kick a field goal. You know what? You know how it is. Um, but yeah, I think it will be fifty four to ten at some point, probably, or fifty four to to seven. But we all know Kalani; he doesn't like to beat the brakes off of people. Uh, but I really see this game going the following way: BYU is gonna come out of the gate absolutely furious, hornet's nest mentality. Even though we're wearing navy jerseys, we are going to absolutely smack the doors off of Wyoming in the first half and then we'll let up in the second half. I'm very excited to see what kind of numbers we put up on the ground and through the air. I'm excited to see if Puka and Gunnar are back as well. 
Uh, I don't know if they'll play. They're probably just going to hold them out until Notre Dame, honestly. Yep. Like, why play them? We're going to beat both of these teams in the next two weeks pretty handily. Um, but, yeah, give me BYU. So you have them covering the spread. That's a 26-point win. Sure, let's do it. Dan, what do you got? I have got BYU making some field goals this game. Oh, what? First, now that's all, a hot take. Oh. Hot take. I think it's kind of a lower pressure game mm-hmm. and a good game for Jake Oldroyd to get his mind right. Put some between the uprights. So, I'm gonna say we're going to make three field goals. Oh, wow, Probably Daniel! More than we've made this season. That is literally as many as we have missed. Yeah. <laughs> And the final score will be 37 to 17. We will not cover. Nice. A smart pick. That's a very smart pick. I do think that we will be covering for the majority of this game, but like I said earlier, it will be a gentleman's blowout by Kalani, and he will let Wyoming score a few touchdowns here and there. I do not think that BYU will cover this spread, but I do think that we will see some offense. So I'm going to go with, personally, a 41 to 17 victory. Okay. All right. Which actually is covering. That's covering. So 41 <laughs> to 20 victory. So half a point not covered. Not covered. <laughs> not, it's not by half a point. By half a point. So 41 bad to beat. 20. A bad beat. 41 to 20 is my pick. It's 41 to 17. And just BYU throws pick after pick after pick <laughs> with Sol J. Maya Peterson. Then just yes. the garbage time people. I do think that uh, BYU will kick a couple field goals. Okay. Though I will say... They'll miss all of them. It might be Cash Peterman making those. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. The kicking competition. I'm just saying I have absolutely no insight or inside information <laughs> at all whatsoever. But uh, yeah, I'd like to at least see them. Uh, if BYU wins handily, as we all say, will this give you any hope for BYU? Or is it kind of like... Okay, great, you did it, but... It doesn't really prove anything to us. If you get what I'm saying. Would you like some fan input? Let's hear some fan input. Here's a message from Mark Stroud. Ooh, ooh. We love you, Mark. Common hey, contributor to the game. Hey, hate Alabama, but we love you, Mark. Oregon is a much more athletic and better team than BYU was. I'm not sure why everyone is so down about it. I told everyone that if I wasn't biased, I would have bet my money on Oregon. Hard to win on the road against them. If someone told me we were going to split the games between Baylor and Oregon, I'd be happy. Yep. Every realistic person knows we were never going to go undefeated. So if there's a game to lose, against Oregon on the road is the one to lose, as we've said in the past. I agree. We will beat Notre Dame, and we can beat Arkansas since it's at home. If we can manage a one-loss season, that would be the best BYU season in my lifetime. There is still hope. Oregon will finish as a top-12 team at least... Week one with a new coach, new QB, practically on the road against the national champions isn't fair for Oregon. Yep. They're much better than what people think. BYU cannot match up against speed, but we can against power. Baylor is power. Oregon is speed. And I think Notre Dame and Arkansas are more power than speed. Those are some great takes by Mark. We might need to have him on. Wise words, Mark. So shout out to Mark. We love you, Mark. We'll, we'll have you on at some point. I don't think I have anything to say after that. Yeah, no, that's, that's very good. Amen. <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, any parting thoughts uh, about BYU football, about the game, about college football? College game day sucks monkey nuts. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> JMU, 
Uh, Kansas and Duke are both undefeated, and by the time this week, you know, next week is over, one of them will still be undefeated. Next, why don't they tie? They can both be undefeated still. Rank them. Why not? Rank them. That would be both. beautiful. Those are my parting thoughts. Okay. Saturday, eight fifteen Mountain Time, Provo, Utah. Let's get ready. Be there or be a chair. Hey. Be there or be a pee pee poo poo urine bomb Wyoming fan. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Any thoughts from you, Jer? Uh, I just I just want to see the fight. Like I said last time, I apologize to everyone for being so down last time. I was still recovering emotionally from the game. It was hard for me as the first game I got to see really. Um, I will again be working the game this Saturday, so I will not be able to be there. I'll be up in the booth, so I'll be there, but I'll be doing other things instead of watching the game. Um, so you know what that means? BYU's gonna win. You you already know that means BYU's gonna win. Anyway, um, I just want to see that fight. I want to see us want it. I don't care this white against Wyoming. I don't care if you haven't played Wyoming. If your dad has been talking about Wyoming, <laughs> I want to see them freaking come out and smack, smack. The Cowboys across the field. <laughs> we about started the fastest 15 there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I want to say. I want to see fight. If, if we win by 10 points or 7 points, as long as it looks like our guys are freaking trying out there, trying to tackle, breaking down, keeping their heads up, freaking acting like they don't just have a giant stick up there, you know whatsies. I will be happy. So that's what I'm looking for in this game. Also, something that I really liked in the Baylor game, we had hard hits. Max Tooley was taking people's heads off. Oh, yeah. Last year, we didn't get any hard hits. There's maybe one all season. There's a couple. I want to see more hard hits. Our defense has that potential. Let's see it. I close with this. Wyoming is pee-pee-poo-poo. Literally. They smell like doo-doo. Ooh. They will lose-lose. Nice. Well said. Call him a poet. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are glad that you decided to join us. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you are listening on. Download the episode and share it with your friends. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod and checking out our website, RoyalStrongAndTrue.com for the weekend watch guide that will be your key to enjoying college football this weekend. We'll see you next time. We love you guys. Thank you. Uh, just a quick note. We forgot our NCAA football game previews Uh-oh. of our games. So let's post that on the Instagram on Friday. You better do it. Deal. We can post highlights or something. Deal. Okay. Uh, if you guys are still listening, good on you. Uh, we love you. Goodbye now. I want to kiss you on the face. That's a little weird. The cheek is part of the face. Yeah. Oh, just okay. on the cheek. <laughs> yeah. Rank them! <laughs>